keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Good to see everyone in. Brad Jones just woke up. Uh, Brad says, here in Australia and seeing the news has already made my day to quote dumb and dumber. You're saying there's a chance against the Chiefs. That's exactly what is going on. Welcome everyone. 49ers Cutback Podcast time. And we're going to get into the news update. Kyle Shanahan recently spoke to the media. He went on almost an hour late. Uh, but then he came with some pretty good news overall. He went through the injury report, who was practicing, who wasn't, who was on the injury report, and who wasn't, which was some interesting things as well. So you guys can ask any questions about that as well as we go through. So I do want to get into those topics, also engage in other things re- pertaining to the 49ers if you wish to do so. Uh, so I'm I'm very excited about it, and I want to say what's up to everyone in chat. What's up, Brad, Sean, Clown Man? Um, how's it going, 49ers? Uh, Niners Sickness Podcast, what's up? How's it going? Welcome to the chat. 49ers Faithful Forever, almost missed you. How can that happen? Uh, lots of good news injury-wise. Big names coming back. Yeah, it does look like the big names is coming back. Um, I, I think this is I think this is good. Clown Man says, I'm 17 years old. I just woke up to a uh to a to fam. My parents told me to get a job. What did I do? I told them I need 80 bucks. <laughs> I love that. And what's up, Siggy? So let's get into some of the things that Kyle Shanahan let us in about the injury news. And let's start with the biggest topic. Uh, that is Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa practiced last week very limited. It was walkthroughs. Um, he's going to be a limited participant in practice today. So Nick Bosa will be out there in some capacity, which means he has the potential to play against the Kansas City Chiefs. That means this defensive pass rush could change uh, exponentially uh, from you know last week because when he's out there, he gets so much attention. It just makes it easy for every everyone else. I think that's what everyone is hoping for, that Nick Bosa is going to be able to play. It's very important for the 49ers overall, and it's important you know, to be able to get after everyone. And, and what is up, 49ers Faithful Forever? And what's up to uh, Jose? What's up to Kali? How are you guys doing? 49ers Faithful, did I miss something about Hufanga and concussion protocol? No, he is in concussion protocol so that was another thing Kyle Shanahan said. He's in protocol. So you don't know exactly when he's going to come off. So basically the timeline for Hufanga, how things went down. He was tested in the blue tent during the game against Atlanta. He passed concussion protocol then. Uh, after the game, they do another one. He passed then as well. When the next morning, uh, they tested the players again. And this time, Talano Hufanga failed. He had symptoms for a concussion. So now he's in protocol. So that's completely out of the 49ers' hands. Out of caution, it's all going to be handled by the doctors. So whether you know Talano Funga is going to be capable of playing against Kansas City is all about how quickly he recovers from the concussion. So um, at some point during this week, if he's out there in a blue jersey, that could be a good sign. That means he's able to go ahead and get a workout and see if that affects him. So those things are definitely important. And thanks so much for everyone coming through and saying smash that like button please do and if you haven't subscribed already subscribe i would really appreciate that and then trent williams returned to practice as well 
Uh, this was the target. If you've been following 49ers cutback for a while, you know I've been saying it for a little over two weeks that I expected the Kansas City game for Trent Williams to potentially come back. Number one, he's been out since week three, so this kind of made sense timeline-wise. Plus, it's natural grass. Uh, get the rust off. Play against Kansas City, who was big pursuers of him when he was a free agent. I think he wants to go out there and play well. And also, you want your team to win, but you get ready for the Rams. I think that's one of the most important things. So he has a chance to play this week. I think that's good news for the 49ers, even though Jalen Moore has played pretty good. Um, I mean, of course, Moore is not Trent Williams and, and and you know, not even close, but at least he's done a pretty good job and helped the 49ers stay you know, competitive in these football games. But it would be nice getting Trent Williams back. Now, it was interesting because I'm going to jump to uh, Jason Verrett because I, I thought that that was a big topic, was they went through the entire injury report and somebody said, oh, where's Jason Verrett? And Kyle said, oh, he's not on the list. He must be good to go. Uh, so it doesn't mean that Jason Verrett is going to be all the way back. But with him not being on the injury report after last week's soreness, I think this is the time they they activate him off the pup list. He comes in and plays on the grass field. It'll be really nice to have Jason Verrett back and they could use him because there are still players that aren't practicing. I want to go through the guys who are first and then we'll get into the guys who aren't. But I think overall, it's good news for the 49ers, you know, that he's going to be coming through. And I do see your guys' questions. Don't worry. I'm going to get into some of those questions in a second. Um, I just want to go over one more injury uh, return potential, and then I'll flip over to some of your questions and then come back to the guys who didn't practice. But safety, Jimmy Ward, uh, he underwent surgery last Tuesday. They talked about a 10-day evaluation before he would be you know, ready to potentially practice. It hasn't been 10 days. It's been eight days. And uh, Jimmy Ward's going to be out there testing out how he, how he feels with a cast on his hand. But his overall health has been doing pretty good. They said he was recovering at a high, high rate, so they thought this was a possibility. As long as Jimmy Ward's out there and feels comfortable with his hand in a cast that he could be able to play, Jimmy Ward will probably be on the field against Kansas City. I think that is huge news for the 49ers. Of course, he is a limited in practice. They're not going to have him do everything, but he's going to test it out. And I think that's good news for the 49ers. Right when you have Hufanga you know, potentially out with a concussion, I'm hoping it doesn't happen. We want Hufanga, but you're definitely going to need Jimmy Ward. You have question marks in the secondary. There's been so many injuries with E-Man out. You could really use Jimmy Ward in this defense. So, Callie says, hopefully we can get, uh, Callie says, How, hopefully we can get Mooney back sometime this week. Yeah, Mooney is one of the guys that's not practicing. Uh, he's he's a non-practice guy this week. You know if he can, he wants to be out there. He wants to play against his old team. He wants to go out there and, and compete against Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, against McCole Hardman and all of them. So he's going to want to be out there. But whenever it's a groin, you got to be patient. Now, he's listed as day-to-day. When players are listed as day-to-day, though, you got to be worried when it comes to the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan because there's been lots of guys who have been listed day-to-day, such as George Kittle, and then miss a couple of weeks. So I think they're going to be very careful with Mooney. I know he wants to play, but in the grand scheme of things, next week in the Los Angeles Rams is a more important football game. Maybe not for him personally, but for the team overall. So they got to keep that perspective. But you're right. I hope he can play as well. The defense is definitely better with him. And with him and Bosa, the defense is way better. Uh, 49ers Faithful says, Jimmy Ward playing linebacker with a cast on his arm is going to be sick looking. It's going to be like Patrick Willis style. Patrick Willis has played with the club before. Jimmy Ward will definitely be in the pocket 
They've got a lot of things that he can do now. Will he be able to create interceptions? Maybe not. I had a player that played for me that played with a cast on. And he had one of the most, the my favorite juggling interceptions of all time, tipping it back to himself. So it can happen. But yeah, it's, it's going to be good. Sean says, if there's any doubt, keep them out. Get everyone 100 for the Lambs. I'm with you, Sean. I agree with that. Jackson is really coming along. Yeah, and Drake Jackson is a guy that has had limited practice today. Or, or wait, maybe he was out. Let me double check. I don't want to misspeak here about Drake Jackson. So he is limited today. So Jackson's limited in practice. He will be out there. Uh, he's been dealing with a little bit of, I think, the tendonitis. I think it's just the soreness of practice or playing on these turf fields. It's really wearing on guys. That's the same thing with Flanagan Fowles. He's dealing with an Achilles. Uh, Samson Ebucom is not practicing today. I think it has to do with that knee uh, tendonitis as well. So some of those guys have a little bit of a beating. Uh, you want to give them these extra days. Mike McGlinchey not practicing as well. He's got a calf contusion. I think Mike McGlinchey is going to play on Sunday. I would be very surprised if he doesn't, if it's just a contusion. If the contusion created a pull, which can happen, that's how I pulled my calf, uh, then, yeah, he could be out for several weeks. But I'm hoping that, you know, this isn't going to be a problem. He's going to be ready to go. And that's what Sean was asking. Uh, how's McGlinchey's injury? Uh, it, it should be okay. I know he's listed as day-to-day. Those injuries don't feel good. If the swelling goes down, the tenderness goes down, he should be able to play. It's all about dealing with pain. Uh, if you're able to do it, you know, you can, you, you're, you're going to be good to go. And Ronnie says, Ant, how long is Aziz out? So Aziz was out six to eight weeks from the time of injury. So I think Aziz is going to potentially come back um, the first part of September. Those first couple weeks of September is kind of the target for Aziz to come back. But we've got guys coming back from that six to eight week window pretty soon. Elijah Mitchell will be the first one. That'll be after the bye week, probably against the Chargers. And then a couple weeks after that, Colton McKivitz will be eligible to come back. And then somewhere around there, Aziz as well. That's kind of where we're looking for those guys to come back. Mike says, awesome seeing how Moore improved. Yeah, Jalen Moore from Broncos, where everyone was like, those were the worst seven plays ever. Uh, you know, he's a bum. I mean, uh, uh, John Chapman, I love John Chapman. We're doing a bonus show on his Patreon uh, tomorrow, and we do them every week. He said he would have cut him after that performance, and, I mean, it was that bad. But a uh, good thing that Jalen Moore rebounded. I think he wasn't prepared for that matchup. I think he thought to himself, I'm not going in. They got Trent Williams. They got Colton McKivitz, and his number was called, and he wasn't prepared. I think he learned a lesson there, and I think since then he's done a very good job of being prepared, being ready, and he's done a, He's shown that he's now a legitimate NFL player. Is he a starter in this league? That's to be determined. Maybe more development down the road, but he's at least a legitimate offensive tackle in the NFL. And I think that's good news for the 49ers moving forward. Uh, Paulie says, love your show. First time I'm listening to it live. Well, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate you coming through. Let me make sure I got that right. I, I'm Sometimes the names are kind of hard for me to see on my screen. So if I didn't get your name right, let me know. Um, and I'll make sure to to, to correct it because I want to make sure I get everyone's name right. But I really appreciate you listening. And then uh, BV says, Joe Staley said on KMBR that Mike told him he's playing Sunday. That is, yeah. I mean, and the relationship between them is good. So I expect McGlinchey to play as well. So thanks, BB50, for that. I really appreciate that for getting the news. Uh, Sherlock says, do we sit Bosa versus the Chiefs? My first thought would be yes, if he's not healthy. Now, if Bosa's 100%, you roll with Bosa out there. If he's not 100%, if he comes up to you and says, Coach, I'm 85, I think you sit him. The game's not as important as the Rams game. Yeah, you don't want to lose games for your overall record. 
Uh, but going 3-0 in the division, having him for Los Angeles Rams is more important uh, to the overall season because winning you know, the best way through the playoffs is through your division. Right now, the 49ers are 2-0. Going 3-0 in division with two wins over uh, the Rams and a win over Seattle, those are the next two teams in line with you know Arizona being in the basement. So I think that's how you have to play this season out right now. Uh, don't think about home field. Don't think... Win your division, get a home playoff game, and then let everything happen after that. I think that's what the 49ers need to be thinking about. Bradshaw's not really surprised uh, about C. Ward and Big Mike aren't practicing this early in the week. Yeah, I'm not worried about it either. Wednesdays are normally vet days. Give them an extra day. They'll understand. You know, th Those two guys are guys that don't need to practice to be ready to play in the game. So I think the target to watch for McGlinchey and Traverius Ward will be Friday. If they go through walkthroughs on Friday, uh, I think that they'll be listed as questionable, and I think they'll have potential to play. And we don't know the extent of Traverius Ward's injury, only that it was a groin. They never talked about if it was a strain or anything like that. So um, depending on what it is, we'll see uh, how quickly they get back. Um, and Akali's saying, I think Nick will play. I, I hope you're right. I like uh, Bose out there. He's big for this team. Biggie says, how awesome is that? Uh, Williams, JVR back, prayers for Mooney. Yeah, I mean, that is huge. And now we get to see what Verrett we get, right? If Verrett plays in this game, which it seems like he's going to, what Verrett are we getting? If we're getting 2020 Jason Verrett, we're getting healthy you know, Detroit Lions, Jason Verrett, and he get, can stay healthy, uh, you plug and play him and Mooney Ward, and all of a sudden you've got some big-time corners again, and you can – You'll get through that injury to Emmanuel Mosley. If Jason Brett's not able to go or isn't capable of being that player in 2022, then you have to engage the trade market and see if you can find somebody to pair next to Mooney Ward because of the flexibility it gave your defense. Your defense is so good with those two corners. I think the Fourniers would have to look for someone. If there's no one out there, you're rolling with your young cats. But yeah, I think you would like to see if there's somebody, that maybe a team that's down that's looking to pick up some draft capital that might be the way to go. Um, Brad Jones says, have you watched offensive film yet from the Falcons game? Watch Chapman break down. And he said it wasn't bad, but the drops, the penalties, and the fumble was a killer. For the 49ers, yeah, and I've watched the All-22. So for the 49ers, what happens a lot of times is it's execution problems from certain guys at inopportune times. Um, the drops are huge. Those are momentum changes. A penalty on Brendel on the holding, that's a huge momentum change. That throw down the field to Ayuk, Got the 49ers near field goal range, but really what it did was momentum-wise would have turned that thing around. That was on the drive that took eight minutes towards the end of the game. The 49ers would have been down there. Uh, that would have shortened the amount of time they used. It would have gave them more opportunity, but it would have got the offense rolling. When you have plays that are successful, uh, you can get in a rhythm as a play caller and a team. You can get in a rhythm. That momentum is huge. And I think Kyle was dialing up the right things. I mean, the throw to Charlie Warner for the defense, it was a cover six. Uh, they took advantage of it and Charlie Warner was wide open and people ask, why do you go to Charlie Warner in that situation? Well, it's simple. It's tendency. Your tendency is not to go to him. So defenses are going to look for George Kittle. They're going to look for Ross Dwelly. If Dwelly's in, they're going to pay more attention. They're not going to pay attention to Charlie Warner. Breaking tendency as a play caller is huge. Yeah. You could go to Danny Gray deep down the field or Brandon Ayuk, but those are tendency things. You know who they're not expecting? Ray Ray McLeod. You take the shot and that's why they get open. I think a lot of times we forget the nuance that goes on with calling football plays. But yeah, I thought the offense uh, would had a lot of opportunities out there and did not execute. Execution is a key problem for the 49ers team. And this is not 
uh, separate from things we've saw, you know, in other years. Early on in 2019, the 49ers struggled with offensive execution. They were just able to win those football games. They got enough done. They had a really solid defense and a great pass rush and were able to make plays. You go back and watch the Tampa Bay game, the Pittsburgh game, you can see it. In 2021 uh, last year, same sort of thing. The offense just wasn't clicking early on. They went 3-5, and five and eventually they figured it out. So slow starts for offense are not uncommon, but this 49ers offense needs to get their execution down to be able to uh, score points, and they're going to need to score points against Kansas City. But I think it's at least good news that it's lack of execution and not just them getting absolutely beat. Uh, when you see Brendel getting knocked on the floor, those are things that make me upset. If he just whiffs on a block, you're like, okay, you didn't execute. But when you get absolutely pancaked like that, then I start having concerns about you physically being able to match up against the players across from you. And 49 yards faithful forever brought up already. Uh, Chris Jones is going to run him over. That's going to be a tough matchup for the 49ers. Uh, Twisted Clown says, hopefully Kyle's offensive playbook can play this week. Uh, yeah, I, I hope that they can fully execute. I do like some of the vertical passing game that they've implemented for the mere reason it's going to open up the middle of the defense to where you know Jimmy Garoppolo can start finding receivers over the middle. Um, they're going to have to consistently take those shots, and so far they've done a pretty good job. Uh, Sean says, I'm loving uh, the way our two guards are playing, and uh, they aren't perfect, but, man, they're making up ground. They are, and that's the thing, right? In a couple years, uh, I think it's going to be really good. From Alaska, too, by the way. Awesome. I'm glad you're from uh, Alaska. That's that's pretty cool. I don't know if I have any listeners from Alaska, but that's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying the guards overall. Uh, I'm enjoying the way Burford has developed. Uh, Aaron Banks has been fantastic. Some of the pickups and things that they were doing, passing guys off, him and Moore were playing well together. There's a lot of line chemistry. You can see the growth on that offensive line. The line did a very good job against the Atlanta Falcons. Let's see what happens this week when they got you know even a bigger matchup. But overall, yeah, I've been excited about it for sure. Uh, Clown Man says, yeah, Bosa said he is absolutely playing in the interview. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, what's up, Sac Francisco? John says, haven't heard anything about Aaron Banks as of late. Got any news on him? Uh, Banks has been playing good. He's, he's pretty healthy. He's been practicing. And Fortnite Faithful says, Banks equals balling. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at with Banks. And when you're an offensive lineman and you don't, they don't talk about you, you don't hear your name called during the game, that's good news. No holdings, uh, no missed blocks, no sacks given up. That's what you want as an offensive lineman. I mean, would you love some wow blocks like Trent Williams gets? Sure. Uh, but for an offensive lineman, there's a couple of things you want. You want your back clean because you don't want to be falling on your back. And number two, you don't want them calling your name because you made your plays. Quiet games for offensive linemen are important. Brad says, could you see them making a change at center in the bye week to Brunskill or even Nick Sakil? Because uh, Brendel is so clear of the weak link of the O-line. I think it's tough. You know, you're dealing with chemistry. I think Daniel Brunskill is the legitimate option for them to go with at center. But, you know, are they going to have enough people healthy? You know, if Trent Williams is back, Mike McGlinchey's back, you have that. Yeah, you could go with Brunskill. Um, do they feel Brunskill is better than Brendel? I would think he would be. From when I saw at training camp, I thought he executed at a higher level. He was struggling early on with the snaps. Now we see Brendel consistently doing those uh, in, you know, snap infractions and that sort of thing are kind of unforgivable for a center. So, um, I mean, they're probably going to have to fool around with that idea. I just know Chris Furster doesn't really like upsetting chemistry on the offensive line, but might be willing because Dan... Brunskill has played so much with these other players. They should feel pretty good about it. 
Uh, 49 Smith said, agree, Brad. Brendel is awful. He's definitely struggled for sure. Uh, we need a center. Who would be a good fit for us? I think it's going to have to be internal. You know, and uh, Luke Luna, who listens to the show all the time, brought up a good point a couple days ago. You know, John Lynch probably should call Alex Mack, and maybe he has. I think Mack off the street would be the best option for the 49ers at center. I don't know how realistic that is with him retiring. You just never know. I think if this team was definitely winning at a high level, he would consider it because he wants to win the Super Bowl. Um, but it's tough to bring in a center from the outside. Uh, Mr. Corey's brought up J.C. Treader. You know, that was a topic for the 49ers all throughout the offseason was J.C. Treader being a part of this, you know, of the 49ers. And then he retired. So I don't know if you can bring in a player midway through on slightly offside that's over on Patreon. Me and Horse talked about it. And bringing a player in, they have to learn the offense, you know, and, and learn all the calls and they're captain, the quarterback. If they're not in a similar scheme already, if they're not used to the verbiage that Kyle Shanahan has in the offense, that would be a very tough transition to a new center. I don't know when they would be able to help your football team. Maybe three, four weeks after getting to your team, maybe they could help. I think that makes it a little bit difficult. Um, Fortnite's Faithful says, watch the all 22. Brendel's consistently getting tossed like a ragdoll. I'm with you. Uh, Brendel struggles, and uh, it's always been anchoring. It's always been strength, uh, and it's, it continues to show on film. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. They need to make a move, but just what move is it? You know, I mean, is there a move out there for them to make? I'm sure John Lynch is trying to find one. He can work out a trade or he can work out a signing that, you know, implements a new center into this offense. I think it would be a good news for the 49ers. I just don't know if that move is out there, which is tough. It really is tough. Siggy says, hey, Ant. How about a spy for Mahomes? We're getting beat up at quarterback scrambles. Yeah, I think with, with Pat Mahomes, you're going to try to spy him. So what you're going to do is try to mix it up. You, I mean, the Bills game, he was he was another, he made dynamic plays. Him and Josh Allen both. Uh, extending the play is difficult enough. But you have to watch how many times you go into man coverage. That's part of the reason that the scramble's working for Marcus Mariota is when you're in man coverage, you're turning, you're running with a wide receiver. Your eyes are on a receiver tight end running back you're running with them your eyes are not to the backfield when you're in zone you're looking to the backfield at the quarterback while playing a person that comes into your zone so it's a little bit of a different way of handling it so more zone coverage against Patrick Mahomes is probably the best way to go to prevent him from scrambling but you have to keep it keep him honest and mix it up because you do need to make stops if you just sit back in his zone the whole time he's going to end up picking you apart when he recognizes what you're doing so it's a really tough proposition to stop Patrick Mahomes. In fact, I don't think you can stop him. I think it's all about slowing him down. It's all about confusing him, making him hesitate, and then getting a really good pass rush after him. But it's about pass rush lane integrity again, making sure you get that push up the middle and then you collapse from the outside. Keep him in that pocket. It's going to be very important for this week. But that's really difficult because Patrick Mahomes throws uh, more passes, you know, off platform and at weird angles than any other quarterback in this league and does it at a high level. He's just an absolute terror to play against. Warriors are going to have to come with a huge game plan and a variety of different ways to handle it. Now, they do have a blueprint because they did a really good job in 2019 in that Super Bowl early of handling uh, what Patrick Mahomes does. So they know some of the things they can do. Now they got to consistently go out there and do it. And a lot of the ways it's going to be easier is depending on how many of these starters and how many of these defensive players are going to be playing. They go in with the same thing they had against Atlanta. No Bosa, no Charverius Ward, no Jimmy Ward. Uh, I hate to think about no Tal, no Ufanga. It'll make it very difficult to stop Patrick Mahomes. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good point, Siggy. I like that. And I think sometimes they should spy him. 
Brad says, the way I see it with our offense, if we are two months behind every team in the league, we missed preseason and training camp without our core, but we're slowly getting to the point we need to get to. It's all a process, you know, and the thing is you do want to hit your stride towards the end of the season. That's when you want to be playing your best. And if the 49ers do that uh, and they're, they've won enough football games to make the playoffs, that's when you become dangerous. It's about becoming dangerous when you get there. The key is to be good enough to get there. They do have some home games coming up. They have some winnable football games. Still two games with Arizona, a game with Seattle, which the 49ers could win. If it's in Seattle, that makes it tough. But you have the opportunity. So I, I do get what you're saying, Brad. And yeah, they just need to play catch up right now. John says, do you see us trying to get more out at our uh at our oh, zero and three techs? I am worried about how we are getting gutted. Also, we need better discipline for our DNs to contain better. Um, the discipline for the DNs was tough against Mariota. You've seen them wanting to dive inside and help with the run game because the run game, like you said, was getting an internal push and getting those defensive tackles, those zeros and threes, you know, off their off their point. Um, the problem is right now your rotation's completely different. If you had Kinlaw and Armstead and you're rotating in Kevin Givens and Hassan Ridgeway, you've got really healthy guys coming in with that second wave and second unit and everyone's staying fresher. Right now, the problem is that second unit that second team is the starters. And then you're rolling with Kerry Hyder and you're rolling with Spence. Um, and now it'll probably be T.Y. McGill. And it just it's a little bit more difficult for this 49ers interior defensive line you hold up. It's just not as strong as it was with Armstead. So reinforcements would be huge. I think T.Y. McGill is supposed to be that. But, I mean, I've went on record as saying I would definitely be interested in uh, – and Dominican soon, I don't know what his financial asks are. I don't know what he wants financially. And I also don't know what they believe his locker room dynamic is with Chris Kassarek having, you know, a relationship with him um, before. So I think that the foreigners got to be careful with that. But all the while, you've got to make sure that you have this interior defensive line on point. Because if you do and you can stop the run, it's going to make it a lot easier for those edge guys. But you're right. They have to make sure they set the edge against the run. Final message, I think what helped Alex Mack retire, uh, probably didn't want to be a babysitter in this age. His patience probably thin. Maybe now he might uh, accept five to seven million. Who knows? I think with Alex Mack, I think you're right. I, I think he saw that maybe it was going to be a transition year. Uh, he just wasn't willing to put in that work. A lot of times veterans don't want to put in the work for training camp and to get ready. At this point in the season, he might be willing to go out there, but I don't know what kind of shape he's in. He just got married. Has he been staying in shape? Has he lost a lot of weight? Uh, a lot of these players will lose a ton of weight because they had to eat and eat and eat just to stay in the shape that they're in to be able to play offensive line. Uh, so I don't know anything about Alex Mack in that regard. I would love for him to come back. I think you could plug and play him if he was ready to roll. Uh, that would be huge. I mean, this would be the week coming up. You know, get him in before the Rams game, sign him, let him get a full week of practice, let him practice throughout the bye week. You know, you're, you're going to get in three weeks of practice. I think that's kind of the timeline. That would be nice. We'll see if the 49ers end up making any move. Uh, Moses Martinez says, hey, what's up, everyone? Coming in hot from Fresno. Gotta love Fresno. That's south of me. I'm up, up in Lodi. So uh, what's up, Moses? I heard you mention about the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Defense had Mahomes under control. That deep pass the war, that Ward misplayed was the difference of the game. They did. You know, I think, you know, Kyle Shannon discussed that he's watched the game a couple times now. I think going back and looking at the things you did well, in that game will help you come up with concepts and different ways that you can uh, work against Patrick Mahomes. It's always good to go back and look at, you know, what you've done. I mean, you go back and you look and you find little things. And of course you can't do everything the same because they're looking at the same film and finding out how to counteract the things you did well against them. 
Uh, but implementing certain things here and there to keep them off balance or to slow them down is what you're trying to do. A chess match is real, but you also have to look at the personnel, which is completely different from 2019. These are two different teams. There's no Tyreek Hill, which was a complete uh, struggle for the 49ers. Do they have McCole Hartman? Yeah, but they've switched, right? It's Juju Smith-Schuster. It's uh, Valdez Scantling, who the 49ers are you know, very familiar with. It's Sky Moore. Like, those are the guys that are the explosive players. And Travis Kelsey is still Travis Kelsey. So I think it's always about taking away Travis Kelsey, slowing down this run, now led by Clyde, Edward, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Derek McKinnon, um, the Jets. So uh, that's how you start it, stop that run, and then handle Kelsey. And I think you let the cards fall as they may on the outside, especially if you do have Mooney Ward and, and Jason Verrett playing on the outside, especially if Jimmy Ward's playing. He can help you a lot against Travis Kelsey. So we'll see. But you're right. You can learn a lot from those games. Uh, Siggy says, I'm in Montana. Ooh, I like it. Uh, how is Montana right now? Is it crisp up there? Uh, nice, clean air. And 40 yards, faithful forever says, if you let the Chiefs run the ball well, you're going to lose. Pass game is off the charts. It really is. I was looking at all their stats today. It was pretty ridiculous. Now, there was a couple, a few guys that I wanted to go through um, that, of course, aren't practicing. Eric Armstead did not practice, or is not practicing, of course. I don't know when he's going to come back. I think Kyle Shannon said potentially against the Rams. I think that's where they would target. If he's not able to go, then you're shooting for after the bye week against the Chargers. Uh, Ebucom, we talked about his Achilles, the Achilles tendonitis. Kyle Noifunga's in concussion protocol. And then, of course, McGlinchey and Ward were out today. Uh, Charvarius Ward and Mike McGlinchey, I think that they could be you know, officially um, monitored during the week and could get back at some point. So... I, I'm I'm still optimistic about those two guys, especially optimistic about Mike McGlinchey. Uh Golden Dragon says Pat Mahomes is kind of a derogatory term, but yeah, the KC uh, game coming up is big for us. Uh it's it's a it's a big game. The Rams one is bigger, but the K Kansas City game is big, especially in the fans' eyes. What's up, Seth? How's it going? They seemed unprepared to abandon the run game as early as they needed to last week. If they go down early again, how do you see the game playing out? Abandon the run game or stick with it? I think they're going to stick with it because you cannot allow Kansas City to have that many offensive possessions for Patrick Mahomes to get that many plays. It's a different animal. I think you were thinking you could go with a pass game, catch up, and then go back because uh, Marcus Mariota is not going to actually light you up. Patrick Mahomes will light you up. You get away from the run game early and you give him too many opportunities. The next thing you know, you're going to look up at the scoreboard and you gave up 40. That's the kind of uh, pass game they have with the playmakers that they do. They, they're also th over 50% on you know, third down efficiency while holding their opponent under 40%. They are a really well-balanced football team. So you have to go in there with balance. You have to be able to run the football. And the 49ers' way to win is to rush the football over 30 times a game. You rush it over 30 times, you're in the, you're in the ballpark to win. That keeps your defense off the field. That keeps them fresh and able to get after Patrick Mahomes. If you're running the ball 16 times like you did against Atlanta, you're going to be in a world of hurt against Kansas City Chiefs. That gives them way too many opportunities, and they're going to make a lot of big plays. Moses well, McKinnon is who we need uh, to slow down. He's going to have his mindset and getting revenge for him. to give him a welcome uh, back shot. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I, I think it's it's tough. A 49ers forever says, if you notice with Kyle, if a running back fumbles early, he kind of puts it on the back burner for the rest of the game. Um, it, he can, you know, I mean, he could be worried about that. I think, you know, I think early in that game, Atlanta did come in trying to take away the run game and the 49ers got the pass game going on those two drives and got it 14-14.
And I think they were, you know, two big drops away. The the drop, I know a lot of people probably won't um, think about it too much, but the Brandon Ayuk slant that he dropped coming out of the halftime on a on a drive where the four yards are down seven. I think if Ayuk catches that, you have the deep one to Ray McLeod. I think if, you know, that momentum changed. They could have gotten the run game going on that drive only being down seven. I think it could have changed the fortunes a little bit. I kept tweeting, the 49ers need to go on long drives just to get some rest for their defense. They didn't. The Falcons racked up more rushing yards, racked up more time of possession, and made it difficult. I think Kansas City is going to go about this thing a little bit different. They definitely pass more than they they run the football. But if they get a run game going, they proved that in the Super Bowl. If they get their run game going, they'll stick with it. So it's still a thing that you have to do is make sure you stop it. Moses says, watching the Falcons game again, I believe they overlooked the Falcons and had their mindset on the rematch against the Chiefs. Thoughts? It could be. I mean, a lot of people brought up that it was a trap game in Atlanta. The 49ers, you know, really were going to overlook them and look to Kansas City. Um, I think it, it could have happened. You know, I mean, they had a lot going on in their mind. But I think, you know, execution was a real problem. They didn't execute at a high level. I expected better execution coming out of a full week being together at Greenbrier, and it did not work out. Now they've got to turn the page. And it's it's a struggle a lot of times for the 49ers team coming from the East Coast and then reacclimating to the West Coast time and then playing that game. It doesn't usually work out, but I'm hoping that they change it. And maybe getting a lot of these players back will help with that. Um, so I'm, I'm still hopeful. Golden Drag says, this is a no-no for an adult to tell a 12-year-old quarterback what to do. Jeff Wilson is kind of a child. What? I don't know where you're going at with that, uh, Golden Dragon, but um, uh, Moses has thoughts about what the Raiders did against the Chiefs as for running the ball. It's always about running the ball. You know, I mean, that that's how you have to do it. And what's up, Ed, uh, Edgar? How are you doing? Hope you're having a good one. Uh, Four Yards Faithful Forever says you can attack the Chiefs secondary. That, that's where their weakness is, right? You can throw the football. What's up, Philip? How's it going? Um, it's all about running the ball. Uh, I think that's what's important for this 49ers team is getting the run game established. Jeff Wilson Jr., Tevin Coleman, uh, TDP. I mean, TDP was out there for one play and played fullback. That was an interesting look. I'm not opposed to having a two tailback look. I just thought it was interesting that they they went with that formation and then had TDP block for Debo Samuel. Um, but I'm kind of about it, you know. And uh, Phillips saying run the rock is that's that's how I'm feeling about it as well. We got to run the rock against um, you know the Kansas City Chiefs and limit the amount of time that they have the football in their hands. Limit this Chiefs offense from getting going because. If they get going, they're going to absolutely tear you to shreds and can't have that happen. You can't let it get out of control. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with all you guys on that. So a quick rundown of the of the injuries of what happened. And, oh, wait, uh, BV says, Ant, when is Ken Law back? They put him on IR a couple weeks ago, so he's got to be out at least four weeks. It will be beyond the bye. Uh, so I'm guessing it's going to come after the Chargers game. So when we start getting, like, Mexico City, Arizona is, I think, the time – uh, that you're supposed to do. Uh, and Seth Mitchell says, we all know you're not opposed to a two tailback look. Thanks, Seth. Uh, former quarterback for me. So Seth knows all about my offense and that I am not opposed to a run game that has two tailbacks in it. Yes, exactly. I love it. Sean says, Rams offensive lineman, no boom, went down and is out. Yeah, I heard Justin Pugh from Arizona is out. Hollywood Hollywood Brown was out from Arizona. Uh, injuries are stacking up. You know, it's it's around the league. It's an, It's a... It's tough for all these teams, you know, and the 49ers are definitely one of the leaders in the clubhouse as far as injuries, but it's hitting everyone. And you just got to make sure you're deep. And the problem with the Rams 
They don't have the depth. You know, they didn't have a Colton McKivis to come in and play. They don't have a Jalen Moore to come in and play. They're going to be a little bit more hurt uh, than some of the others. And Moses said, I agree. Attack the chief secondary with my issue with our receivers. Can they get separation? That's what I'm keeping an eye on. That'll be interesting in this game. Uh, but this Chiefs secondary is a lot different. There's no Tyron Matthew back there, right? I mean, this this is a completely different second. There's no Charvarius Ward. So, yeah, there's opportunities to be able to attack and get things going. Twisted Clemson's run game. This offense has wide receiver weapons and uses them very sparingly. Same wide receiver and tight end in Kansas City would be putting up monster numbers. It's a struggle watching Kyle. It is different, but that's how he builds his team. He builds his team around the run game. So I, I think we just got to remember that. that's how he does it, and then everything builds off that. In 2019, that's what it was about, getting the run game going and then play actioning off of that. I think this year a lot of games are going to be establishing the pass game and then running off of that because of the way defenses are going to play them. But we'll see consistently as they go through games and the different matchups. Bobo says, man, I really want to beat the Chiefs. I know, it's a big one. I, I would love to beat the Chiefs too. This is one I circled early on in the year. But, you know, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not as important as the Rams game after. So uh, with the amount of injuries the 49ers have, I don't think it's their full. I, they want to win. Don't get me wrong. The team itself is fully focused on beating Kansas City. I think everyone else uh, is thinking about the Rams. 49ers faithful says, Robbie Anderson to the cards. Thoughts? I thought that was a solid move, especially Hollywood Brown uh, being injured. Go ahead and make that move. But he doesn't scare me uh, like Hollywood Brown did. We just saw him you know, a couple weeks ago in Carolina. I thought he was... You know, pretty good. He has some explosiveness. He won some one-on-ones, but overall, it's you know, it's it's a patchwork. They're they're bringing in a guy. He's not going to be as good as the starter. So I think um I think that overall that was a solid move by them. It was pretty cheap overall, but they're losing a better player in the long run. So I think they're going to hurt because of it. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming through the live stream. I really appreciate. It. I had a, a great conversation with everyone in chat. You guys are awesome. Like always. Always good to have new people come through. So if you're watching and you haven't left a comment before, leave a comment in chat. Leave a comment down below. Like the video. Subscribe if you haven't already. I really appreciate you all. And I'll catch you guys again. I got a couple of live streams going tomorrow. Of course, you're on Patreon with John Chapman. We're doing our bonus episode tomorrow at 11. And then I'm doing my game preview show tomorrow at noon. So at 12 o'clock tomorrow, come through. I'll do a live stream of the game preview show. And then I'm going to do the Q&A at 4 o'clock tomorrow. So Live streams coming your way. Hop on, interact. Let's have a good one. But until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers.